Hey, what's going on, cool brothers and beautiful sisters? This is the Cool Brother, and you are now tuning in to the Cool Podcast. And before I introduce this episode, I want to give a shout out to four podcasts that I follow. The first one is the Rap Lab Podcast for all my hip-hop aficionados out there. If you love hip-hop, go follow the Rap Lab Podcast. The second podcast that I tune in is Always Right. That's A-L-L-W-A-Y-S-W-R-I-G-H-T Podcast. It's a husband and wife duo. They're dope and they got great content. The third podcast that I follow is the Flossy Posse Podcast. I know it's a tongue twister, but it's a dope podcast nonetheless. Go follow that. And also, last but not least, Therefore Noir, that's spelled N-O-I-R-E. So go follow those four podcasts. It's streaming on every major digital platforms. And also, all four of those podcasts have pages on Instagram and Facebook. So go follow those pages on Instagram and Facebook. They will keep you up to date on the latest podcast episode. And speaking of episodes... On this episode, I will be doing a special artist spotlight, and it's going to be about black artists and their historical achievements in the music business. The first artist that I would like to talk about is the late, great, legendary Teddy Pendergrass. Now, Teddy Pendergrass was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which is where I am from. Shout out to Philly, 215 forever. Now, Teddy Pendergrass rose to notoriety and fame in the early 70s when he was the lead singer of the group Hal Melvin and the Blue Notes. There, he sung lead on many hits like If You Don't Know Me By Now, I Miss You, Bad Luck, Wake Up Everybody. In 1976, he struck out on his own and became an international sex symbol. Now, Teddy Pendergrass was the first artist ever that held for women's only concerts. Now, that set the tone for every major male R&B star after Teddy. From Gerald LeVert, Avant, Joe, Genuine, you name them. Teddy was the first artist to hold for women's only concerts. And also, he was the first artist ever that had five platinum albums in the row. Starting with his debut album in 1977, his sophomore album, 1978, Life is a Song Worth Singing, his 1979 album, Teddy, 1980, TP, and 1981, It's Time for Love. Every one of those albums went platinum. He was the first artist that did it. In 1982, while Teddy was riding high on his soul career, tragedy struck when he got into a car accident and he was paralyzed from the waist down. Who knows what what new heights Teddy would reach if that accident didn't happen. I truly believe that he was on his way to crossover mainstream success because he had it all. He had the looks, the ladies love him, he had that voice. He was definitely influential voice-wise. 
He paved the way for artists like Jaheim, Johnny Gill, and Gerald LeVert, who had that rich, powerful, baritone voice. So I want to give a shout out to Teddy Pendergrass. May he continue to rest in power with the Most High and the Ancestors. The second artist that I want to talk about is my personal favorite artist, The Temptations. Now, anybody that knows me knows I am a huge fan of The Temptations. You know, when I think about Motown, The Temptations are the first group that comes to mind. Now, The Temptations was the first male group, I believe. I could be wrong about this, but they were the first male group that had a hit on Motown Records. And that song was The Way You Do, The Things You Do, which was written by Smokey Robinson. Now, Smokey Robinson was responsible for all the Motown the songs that you hear today. With his own group, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, and of course, The Temptations, like My Girl, Get Ready. Their first hit, The Way You Do, The Things You Do, and The Miracles, Ooh Baby Baby, Shop Around, Tears of a Clown, Tracks of My Tears, you name it. Smokey Robinson was the greatest writer Motown has ever had, in my opinion. He's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. There's no doubt about it. Also, in 1968, The Temptations won Motown's first Grammy. And they won that Grammy from the album Cloud Nine. Now, with this album, the lineup of the group was Eddie Kendricks, Melvin Franklin, Paul Williams, Otis Williams, and David Ruffin's replacement, Dennis Edwards. So, the Cloud Nine album, Motown received his first Grammy thanks to that album and thanks to The Temptations. So, yes, The Temptations was the first artist that gave Motown its first Grammy. And they also, the group won three more Grammys in 1972 with Papa Was a Rolling Stone and also in 2000 with their album Irresistible. Now, The Temptations were known for their many personnel lineups, but for me, I love every single member of that group still to this day. I have my favorites, but The Temptations are, in my opinion, the greatest male vocal group of all time. They just had it all. The dance steps, the look, the songs, the voices, they were the total package. And rest in peace to all the Temptation members that have passed. May you continue to rest well with the Most High and the Ancestors. The third artist I want to talk about is Sam Cooke. Now, Sam Cooke, I actually did an episode about Sam Cooke with the good brother, Mr. OQG, Mr. QG, who is one of the hosts of the Rap Lab podcast, A Good Brother, and he had very knowledgeable information on Sam Cooke. Now, um, information that I never knew. So, when you get a chance, go check out my back episode of me and Mr. QG discussing the life and career of Sam Cooke. So, Sam Cooke was the first artist ever that had his own record company. 
He owned his own masters, his publishing, his record label. He was the first artist ever. Not just first black male artist, the first artist ever that had his own everything. He had his own everything. And around that time, that was a threat to the music world because here's a black man that had power in the music industry. And people were envious of that. They didn't like the fact that this black man had so much power in the music industry. They didn't like that. So unfortunately, he was murdered in 1964. And me and Mr. QG came to the conclusion that he was set up. We truly believe that he was set up with the information that Mr. QG told me on the Sam Cooke podcast episode of mine. That man was set up. And it's a shame because he was the first male R&B star, in my opinion. He had it all, you know. He paved the way for those ladies, man, male R&B singers like Marvin Gaye and Barry White and Teddy Pendergrass and Genuine and D'Angelo. He was the first artist, in my opinion, that had all the women going gaga over him. That's just my opinion. And he too continued to rest in peace and rest well with the ancestors. So, you know, it's a tragic situation with Sam Cooke, but he's definitely one of the greatest artists of all time. He's, in my opinion, the greatest male R&B star artist of all time. He's number one. He is number one. So anyway, let's keep going. The second, excuse me, I'm sorry about that. Another artist, artist that I want to talk about is another personal favorite of my new edition. Now, New Edition was formed in 1978 in Boston. And the original members were Bobby Brown, Michael Bivens, Ricky Bell, Ralph Tresvent, and Ronnie DeVoe. And speaking of Ralph Tresvent, I did an artist spotlight episode of Ralph. It's in my back episodes, so go check that out when you get a chance. But anyway, in 19... 89, you know, New Edition was just coming off from the NE Heartbreak Tour. Now, around this time, the lineup of the group was Ralph Tresvent, Ricky Bell, Michael Vivis, Ronnie DeVoe, and Bobby Brown's replacement, Johnny Gill. Now, Johnny Gill and Bell Biv DeVoe released albums in 1990, and so did Ralph Tresvent, and they were all successful. And Bobby Brown, who left in 1985, he had a successful album too. It went a couple of times platinum. I don't know the exact number, but don't be cruel. New Edition was the first group that every single member were successful outside the group. BBD, Ralph Tresvent, Bobby Brown, and Johnny Gill. Each and every one of those guys were successful outside the group. No other group has done that but them. Only New Edition. 
they were the first group that had members that were successful outside the group. That is a feat. No other R&B group has done that. No R&B other R&B group has done that. I could be wrong. You know, I could be wrong. So, if I'm wrong, please correct me. You know, I don't mind correction. But as I recall, they were the first group that had members that were successful outside of the group. So, in New Edition, in my opinion, they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, I don't know why they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a travesty. It's a shame that they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, for all you people that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, please nominate New Edition because their induction is long overdue. Please put them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they deserve it. So anyway, let's go to hip-hop now. Now, hip-hop, I love hip-hop. I'm a huge fan of hip-hop. You know, I love 80s, 90s, and early 2000s hip-hop. I can't get into the hip-hop of today. I just can't. It just, the the lyrical content, I'm not feeling. Um, I'm just, it just ain't my cup of tea. You know, it just ain't my cup of tea at all. So I'm strictly going to listen to, continue to listen to the old school hip-hop. 80s, 90s, and early 2000s hip-hop. Now, there's some good hip-hop that's out there, like today, like Kendrick Lamar and Wale and Drake and J. Cole and Lupe. You know, there's there are dope MCs and also Rhapsody and Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion. There are dope women MCs as well. But anyway, in 1979, a group by the name of Rapper's Delight Came onto the scene. Excuse me. No, I'm confusing myself. The name of the group is Sugar Hill Gang, and they came out with a song called Rapper's Delight in 1979. Now, as I recall, that was the first rap record that was on the Billboard charts. Now, the story behind that record. The sample of that record was by a, a group, a disco group by the name of Sheik, whose founders were Nile Rodgers and Bernard Edwards. Bernard Edwards, rest in peace to him. He's a dope bassist. Him and Nile, they were like the one-two duo of lead guitar and basses. If you don't know who Sheik is, go look them up. Their sound is undeniable. They're responsible for all the hits in the disco era. So anyway, Rapper's Delight was sampled by the song Good Times by Sheik. And Good Times was released in 1979 as well. And that too, that song, Good Times by Sheik, went to number one. And I don't know what um number Rapper's Delight went on, but I know it was a major hit. You had Master G, Big Hank, rest in peace to Big Hank, and Wonder Mike. Those were the three members of the Sugar Hill Gang. And, you know, when they came out with Rapper's Delight, it was monumental because we never heard anything like this before. And that was just a tip of the iceberg that hip-hop was coming around. 
through the ashes of disco, hip hop was on the rise and it was rising like the phoenix. And look at hip hop now. Many years later, hip hop is the number one musical genre in the country. And hip hop is played in every major country, including the US. So yes, Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang was the first rap song that hit the charts in 1979 on the Billboard charts. So shout out to the Sugar Hill Gang and rest in peace to Big Hank. Also, another influential group, hip hop group, Run DMC. Run DMC was, in my opinion, was the first artist that break through in the 80s. They was on every major TV show. They were on Soul Train, American Bandstand. I believe they were the first artists that was at the Grammys, I believe. Yeah, I think they was at the they was at the Grammys. Um they was on the cover, they were the first hip-hop artists that was on the cover of Rolling Stone, I believe. They paved the way for so many other groups that came after them. But Run DMC was the first group that broke through to the mainstream and let the world know that hip-hop is here to stay. That it wasn't going anywhere and it was a force to be reckoned with. And also, Run DMC was the first artist that influenced hip-hop fashion. Now, all the artists... Before Run DMC, you know, art, groups like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and um, all the others, they were rocking looks that were created by um, legendary R&B bands like Earth, Wind & Fire and Parliament Funkadelic. But when Run DMC came onto the scene, they had the fedora hats, jackets, the shell top Adidas with no laces and the gold chains and everybody was rocking that look. So Run DMC not only influenced hip hop but they also had an influence on the look of hip hop. One of the many great looks of hip hop. But yeah Run DMC were definitely influential. And also shout out to DMC and Rev Run and Resting power to Jam Master J. Continue on resting, my brother. Also, another artist that I would like to talk about is Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper, to me, were, in my opinion, the sexiest female hip hop group ever. Salt, Pepper, and Spinderella. Ooh, man, Spinderella was my favorite. No, she ain't. She, she is still my favorite. Spinderella, Salt and Pepper were the first woman hip hop artists that went platinum. They were the first, and they too had great hits like "Shake Your Thing" and "Push It" and "What a Man" and "Shoot" and "None of Your Business." You know, they had a lot of hits. Also, they were influential on the safe sex movement in the 90s when AIDS was at its peak. You know, with the song, Let's Talk About Sex and 
practicing safe sex, you know that you know that message still rings to this day. You know, if you want to have sex, wear a condom. Safe sex is the best sex, in my opinion. But anyway, salt and pepper were the first woman hip hop group that went platinum. They definitely went platinum, and they deserve all the accolades in the world. Now, I didn't watch the movie, the Lifetime movie of Salt and Pepper. I heard it got some good and bad reviews. Bad reviews because they didn't acknowledge the contributions of Spinderella, which is a shame because she plays a major part of the success of Salt and Pepper. And maybe one day they can, all three of them can reconcile. You know, who knows? You know, life is too short for the BS. You know, you gotta let go and let God. You know, because with all this madness in the world, there's no point in holding on to grudges. That's just my take on it. Um, the next artist I would like to discuss is DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Now, DJ Jazzy Jeff is one of the greatest DJs of all time. If there was a Mount Rushmore of DJs, he would be on it, along with DJ Premier, Grandmaster Flash, and Jam Master J. You know, DJ Jazzy Jeff was the creator of the Transformer DJing skills, I believe. I could be wrong. And Fresh Prince, a.k.a. Will Smith. I mean, what's there to say about the brother? You know, the man is a Hollywood icon, and he's definitely a hip-hop icon. He's definitely a Philly hip-hop icon. Don't get it twisted. Will Smith, a.k.a. the Fresh Prince, is a Philly Hollywood and hip-hop icon. Put some respect on his name. Definitely put some respect on his name. But anyway, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, excuse me, Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff, they were the first hip-hop artists that won a Grammy. But unfortunately, back in 1989, the Grammys didn't acknowledge um, the hip-hop category when they didn't televise it. So instead, all the major hip-hop artists that was out back then, along with DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, like Kid and Play and Salt and Pepper, they had a press conference, you know, denouncing the Grammys, and rightfully so, for not televising the hip-hop category. Because hip-hop, you know, around that time in 1989 was a powerful force. I mean... Around that time, you had Yo MTV Raps, like Yo MTV Rap, excuse me, Yo MTV Raps, Rap City, and other music TV shows that caters to hip-hop and hip-hop artists. And for the Grammys not to acknowledge nor televise the hip-hop category was ridiculous, insane. So the hip-hop artists back then had every right to have a press conference and denounce the Grammys. And this is just my opinion. I feel the Grammys don't show love to hip-hop. I mean, come on. How in the hell did Macklemore and Ryan Lewis won the Grammy for Best Rap Album? Are you kidding me? Get the hell out of here with that BS. I mean, you know, no offense to them, 
but they should have won that Grammy. And, you know, I don't know. I, some people think I'm hating. But I'm not hating. I'm just expressing my opinion. I'm just expressing my opinion. Because there's no way in hell they should have won that Grammy that year. I, I think it was in 2015 or 16 when they won the Grammy for Best Rap Album, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. And where are they now? Hmm? Where are they? Hmm? Hmm. I wonder. But then again, I really don't give a damn where they at. So, hey, call me a hater. Oh, well, so be it. But anyway, so DJ Jazzy Jeff, along with Salt and Pepper and Kid and Play and all the other hip-hop artists, had a party afterwards. And everybody went to their party instead of the Grammy party. Yeah. So DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince were the first artists that first hip-hop artists that won a hip-hop Grammy a Grammy for hip-hop yes so props to Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff props to them another artist I would like to talk about is uh, Aretha mm, excuse me Aretha Franklin Aretha Franklin was the first woman artist that was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah, she was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She paved the way for other artists to be inducted. The woman artists like Tina Turner and Gladys Knight and the Pips and uh, a host of others that I can't think of. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Whitney Houston, um, Bonnie Raitt, and other women artists that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But Aretha Franklin is the first woman artist to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987, I believe. That was the year. And around that year, 1987, I was five years old. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am an 80s baby, 90s kid. I wish I could go back to those days. It was much simpler times, and I didn't have to pay no goddamn bills. But... That's a different story altogether. But yes, Aretha Franklin is the first artist ever, woman artist, that was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And may she continue to rest in power. Another artist that I like to discuss is um, Johnny Taylor. Now, Johnny Taylor, I believe, was a protege of Sam Cooke. Now, Johnny Taylor had a couple of hits. In the 60s and the 70s, like who's making love is cheaper to keep her. But he struck it big with the 1976 tune titled Disco Lady. Now, why that record was a monumental record? Now, that record went to number one on the pop, RB, and dance charts, aka disco charts, in 1976. And it was, and it was released on Columbia Records. And that song, that track, was the first song that went platinum. Went certified platinum. Yes. Certified platinum, ladies and gentlemen. Certified platinum. Yes. They, you know, that song is one of the greatest songs of all time. Disco Lady. If you never heard of that song, Cool Brothers and Beautiful Sisters, 
Go take a listen to it. I'll bet you that when you hear that song, you want to get up and dance. You want to get up and dance. Yes. It's a dope song. So if you haven't heard that song, go take a listen to it. Johnny Taylor, Disco Lady. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2000, so may he continue to rest in peace. Um, another artist that I like to talk about is uh, Marian Anderson. Marian Anderson, born and raised in Philly, she was an opera singer, and she was the first black artist that performed at an opera. Yes. She performed at an opera, Marian Anderson. You know, she paid the way for opera singers like Luciano Pavarotti and other opera singers. I'm not into opera, you know, I just, just ain't my cup of tea. But she was the first black woman, black artist to perform at an opera. And if you're not familiar with her, go take a listen to her. You will not be disappointed. She's one of the greatest opera singers, opera artists of all time. You will not be disappointed with her voice. Her voice is, is a gift from the Most High and the ancestors. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I can go on and on about black artists and their musical achievements. You know, Michael Jackson, you know, he, um, I believe he was one of the first black artists that won eight Grammys off of Thriller back in 1982. You know, he was one of the few artists that won a tons of Grammys in 1982 for Thriller. You know, he Michael Jackson paved the way for all the other artists that came after him with his moves, his moonwalk, and his dancing. But Michael Jackson was the first artist that had eight Grammys when he released the, arguably the greatest album of all time, Thriller, in 1982, and I was born that year, so yes, Thriller came out in 1982, my birth year, I like that, yes indeed, um, Prince was one of the few major black artists that starred in a major movie, Purple Rain. No, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Um, Diana Ross, as I recall, was one of the um, major black artists that starred, was the leading star and character in movies like Lady Sings the Blues, which is uh, a biography of Billie Holiday, um, Mahogany, um, that was a um, uh, movie that starred Diana Ross and Billy D. Williams. It was about a, a fashion model, a fashion icon. I think she played a fashion uh, designer, I believe. I believe she played a fashion designer. Yeah, but she was one of the few major black artists that starred in major motion pictures along with Prince with Purple Rain and he had other subsequent movies like um, Under the Cherry Moon and 
Graffiti Bridge, which was a sequel to Purple Rain. And that movie, Graffiti Bridge, was released in 1990. So, yeah, yeah. And also, I can't forget um, Diana Ross um, starred in The Wiz with um, Michael Jackson. Um, The Wiz was a black telling of The Wizard of Oz, Ease On Down the Road. Y'all remember that, right? Ease on down, ease on down the road. Yes, indeed. Uh, Yeah, I can go on and on about um, black artists and their musical achievements, you know. And remember, black musicians created rock and roll, you know. They created rock and roll. Make no mistake about it. You know, Little Richard is an influential artist. He is the king of rock and roll. Yes, he is the king of rock and roll. And, you know, he had a couple of hits. Tutti Frutti, Good Golly Miss Molly, you know. And his um, showmanship, he, he paved the way for so many artists like James Brown, Michael Jackson, and, of course, Prince with their moves and their showmanship and their entertainment and you know Little Richard done it all he was the first he was the first artist that created his own sound and everyone just followed suit if you don't believe me go check out his performances on YouTube go listen to his music that man is influential to me he is the king of rock and roll and may he rest in peace Little Richard You, sir, you are the man. You are the man. You have created all of this that we call rock and roll. You are the originator. You are the innovator. You are the king of rock and roll, little Richard. My brother, may you rest in power with the ancestors and the most high. Yeah. You know, black musicians... Black artists are some are the greatest artists of all time. You know, from Marvin Gaye to Stevie Wonder to Whitney Houston to Michael Jackson. And speaking of Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson was the first artist, black artist on MTV that had his video played. Michael Jackson was the first artist that had his video played. He was the first black artist that had his video played on MTV. Now, MTV around that time was very racist and segregated. All they played was artists about Caucasian musicians. And they didn't want to play Michael Jackson's Thriller video. And Michael Jackson's record company, Epic Records, told MTV, if you don't play his video, they're going to remove all the other videos from artists that's on Epic Records. So MTV relented, they caved in, and they played Michael Jackson's Thriller video, and the rest is history. Michael Jackson was the first black artist that had his video played on MTV, and that was Thriller. It's still the greatest video of all time. And that paved the way for other 
black artists to go on MTV and had their videos played, like Lionel Richie and Tina Turner and New Edition and Janet Jackson and Whitney Houston. Yeah, Michael Jackson was the first. He was the first artist that had his video played, first black artist that had his video played on MTV. And he deserved all the praise in the world. All the praise. And may he continue to rest in peace. Because he was definitely an icon in the music business. When he passed away, his demise shut down the internet for crying out loud. What other artists have done that? Nobody but MJ. Nobody but MJ. He did that. He did that. Yes, indeed. He did that. He did that. Another group that I want to talk about is uh, Boys the Men. You know, representing from Philly. To me, Boys the Men is the greatest group vocally. I never heard anybody that can sing so beautifully and harmonize so well. The only group that can rival Boys the Men, in my opinion, is Take Six. Now, Boys the Men uh, was um, came out with a song called End of the Road that was released in 1992 and it was written by one of the greatest songwriters of all time, Babyface, and it was off the soundtrack of the 1992 movie Boomerang starring Eddie Murphy and Robin Gibbons and Halle Berry. That song went to number one for a long period of time. It broke. Elvis's record and his song, I believe, is Heartbreak Hotel and or You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog. But yes, Boys and Men broke Elvis's record with that song End of the Road. That is a feat. They broke the record of the so-called king of rock and roll. And to all you Elvis fans out there, I'm sorry, but Elvis is not the king of rock and roll. Little Richard is. Don't get it twisted. Little Richard is the king of rock and roll. And Elvis stole moves from some of the black artists. I know y'all want to hear that to all the Elvis fans. But he did. He did. He did. He stole from black artists as far as the moves is concerned. Don't get it twisted. Little Richard is the king of rock and roll. Not Elvis Presley. I just want to say that. But anyway, Boys the Men broke Elvis' record. Yes, he did. In 1992 with End of the Road that was written by Babyface off the soundtrack Boomerang in 1992. I just want to put that out there. Like I said, I can go on and on, but I'm not... So before I conclude this interview, I want to um, give a shout out to a couple of people that's doing dope, positive things. I want to give a shout out to Shayna Chandler. She is the founder of Butterfly Second Chance. You can go follow her on Instagram and Facebook. She's a sickle cell advocate, and I will be interviewing her 
on, I believe, the 21st of this month, which is a Sunday at 6 o'clock. So be on the lookout for that. So shout out to Shayna Chandler. She's a sickle cell advocate. So go follow her page on Instagram. It's called Butterflies Second Chance. It's a non-profit organization created by her. So go follow her. I'm part of that organization. You know, um, it's based in Dallas, Texas. So I donate and um, pick up stuff for her organization so I can ship it to her. So she's doing dope things with her organization. And if you want to know more about Sickle Cell, like I said, go follow her, Shayna Chandler, on Instagram and her business organization page butterflies second chance and i will be interviewing her on the 21st of this month and also i want to give a shout out to the good brother scrap wilson he is a um, entrepreneur an activist a coach a musician from pittsburgh pennsylvania i will be interviewing him this upcoming saturday at six o'clock p.m you don't want to miss that the brother got stories for days also, um, shout out to Dr. Fienda. He's a reggae artist. And I will be interviewing him this Sunday at 3 o'clock. And Scrap Wilson, I'll be interviewing him this Saturday at 6 o'clock. Dr. Fienda, be interviewing him at 3 o'clock. Yeah. I'm just trying not to confuse myself. So, um, I want to give a shout out to Xavier Broughton, who is the founder and creator of Music Macality, mm, excuse me, Music Musicality LLC. Um, he does vocal and instrumental lessons virtually. So, if anyone's out there, if you're interested in taking vocal or instrument lessons, hit the good brother up. His page is Dynamite Blue. And his company page is Music Musicality LLC. Both pages is on Instagram. So go hit him up. I take vocal lessons with him virtually. You know, he is the man. And, you know, he helped me out quite a bit. And he's still helping me out, you know, taking me out of my comfort zone vocally. So go hit him up. And his lessons are for all ages. So... You know, check them out. It'll be worth your while. Want to give a shout out to Luch Capo. Luch Capo, excuse me. Luch Capo. He has an album coming out called The Birth of a King. I believe that's going to be released in March. He has a, a song out called The Speech. I heard clips of it, audio clips of it, and it's a dope song. It, it, it talks about the times we are living in, in this COVID-19 world we are living in. So um, go follow him, Gooch Kappa. Look him up on Facebook and Instagram and listen to his albums on Spotify. Also, I want to give a shout out to Kevin Lee, a.k.a. A.S. Cash Mooney. He's doing dope things. He's part of Gooch Kappa's record company and group assigned seats music group 
He's one of the producers, Kevin Lee, A.S. Cash Moody. He's one of the producers of the record label. He has some dope beats. He's a rapper and a singer, and he he's going to put out an album very soon, and he's going to be a guest once again on the Cool Podcast with the Cool Brother. So I want to give a shout out to the names I mentioned. Keep on doing y'all thing, and... You will continue to have my support. You know, keep on doing your thing, my brothers and beautiful sisters. And also, if you would like to be a guest on the Cool Podcast with the Cool Brother, you can email me at the Cool Podcast at ll.com. That's the Cool Podcast. That's the Cool Podcast at ll.com. And also. You can find me on Instagram as CoolMalik82, Twitter, SmoothMalik, and also Facebook, my government name, Malik Law. So if you want to be a guest, just email me at thecoolpodcast at AOL.com or just inbox me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And I will get back to you and we will set it up. Regarding your availability on being a guest, and I would love to have you as a guest on my podcast to share your passion, story, topic, whatever you want to talk about. Okay? So, this concludes this dope episode, and I just want to thank y'all for tuning in. And by the way, I have a website for my podcast, and the link for my podcast website is on my Facebook and Instagram page. So click on it. You will see all the back episodes of my podcast and also a list of all the major digital platforms my podcast is streaming on. So check it out. Check it out. And I just want to continue on thanking each and every one of the cool brothers and beautiful sisters for tuning in. And I hope y'all continue to tune in And I will continue on dropping dope content and dope interviews with dope people that are doing good things, great things in their lives. So this is the cool brother saying peace, love, light, respect, and blessings to you all. Peace. One love.